The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Aranga. Hello, and welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope. Today is June 17th. I'm your host, Terry Aranga, here live with my guests, Heidi Parikh and Talia Michelle. Heidi Parikh is the president and founder of the nonprofit organization My Compassion, and Talia Michelle is the co-founder and co-director of Texas nonprofit MAMA, Mothers Advocating Medical Marijuana for Autism. This is the second show of the new season here at Autism One, a conversation of hope, and I'd like to thank this program's kind sponsor, Hemp Meds PX. Welcome, ladies. Hi, Terry. Hi, Talia. Hi, Terry. Hi. Hi, Heidi. Hi, Terry. Thank you for having me and having us. Thank you very much for being here. Well, the weekend of June 7th, I was in Chicago at the Chicago Cannabis Conference organized by the nonprofit organization My Compassion. So let's start with My Compassion's president and founder, Heidi Parikh, telling us how and why My Compassion was formed. Heidi? Um, well, thank you again, Terry, um, and thank you for coming out to the conference. It was a pleasure to have you there and everyone else who's listening that came out uh, or got to share through all of the press um, that weekend. and some of the things that we accomplished. So, well, My Compassion started as a small community group six years ago, um, founded with patients who came together at a small meeting in a library. There was one woman uh, and about ten men, and I went with my husband after he had uh, attended two meetings, and we became involved because I had an injury, and I became a patient, and I wanted to learn all I could. Well, with that... I didn't know um, if I was going to go to a pharmacy now to get my um, cannabis, my medical cannabis, what was the difference between cannabis and the cannabis I had seen all my life or known as marijuana. And I had lots of questions, so there I went and learned that we were really on our own. We, there was really no one who could help us. The doctors really couldn't help us. The pharmacists couldn't help us. The state provided information, but they were learning it along the way, and there was really nowhere to go to really learn. Um, There were a lot of people taking advantage of people. Uh, We 
became the watchdogs of the community for that. Um, older people, seniors, were getting more involved and being taken from um, people trying to profit and not help. So we would come together every two weeks at the library, and we eventually grew that out and went, had to move to the Civic Center. Still a community, small community, based um, on patients learning along the way, some learning the hard way, uh, some being arrested for mistakes they didn't understand or laws that had changed along the way that most of the people um, that we work with hadn't even read the bill or understood it, and so we found a need to compile information so they weren't... Um, so it wasn't so complicated for them to understand, so we began to do that. And we grew, and from that 10, we'd have uh, maybe 100 or so at our meetings wanting to learn. And along the way, we were at the Civic Center where there were children ice skating and hockey players, and we were talking about cannabis. And across the street was the Southgate Police Station, and it still is because we're still there. But we brought the information to the public and uh, in south uh, eastern Michigan and then expanded out to Oakland County this last year and have grown as patients to bring the information that we've learned both medically, how it's helped us, all the way from chronic pain to cancer to epilepsy. These are patients coming because they're the only ones that know. The doctors don't know. They've not been allowed to research it. There's been... Yes, there's been a lot more research than people know, but there's such little research on it that, like I tell a patient or the people at the meetings, you, when you're in a room with physicians and you're talking about cannabis, you're the smartest one in the room. Remember that. You know how it's impacted you and your life and your family. You know how it's impacted your community financially. All of these things, and this is how we grew. We knew that we would never dispense cannabis because... Um, We were always told that dispensaries, even to this date, are not legal. And we didn't want to do anything illegal because we wanted to make sure that we could stay intact and grow in the community to bring this information. Um, With that, um, I had uh, worked as a volunteer for a church and school, St. Benedict's in Highland Park. Mish had worked and done some nonprofit work for a 501c3 here in Michigan, and we had an understanding of a federal uh, 501c3 compared to a state nonprofit with which we were. And uh, we looked at that very seriously and how it would impact um, our members, our organization, the community. We made a decision to apply for our 501c3 to be a federal. There were only three existing in the country at the time. With that, we knew that we could raise funds. We could be taken more seriously if we were um, a federal nonprofit, as all of the state dispensaries were state nonprofits. So when we talked about who we were, we were mixed in with all of those that were dispensing and, and educating, growing, and that's not who we were. So we needed to define ourselves as, uh, that we were bringing the message to the public. So we applied for our 501c3, and many people said, oh, you'll never get it, or it'll be five years, and this and that, but we were who we were. We didn't lie. Uh, We had everything that we said we were doing. And within one year, we received our approval to be uh, educated about medical cannabis as a 501c3 nonprofit. So that was 
a wonderful year for not just our board, but everyone in Michigan and every patient in the country, as a 501c3 is the word, the mission of uh, cannabis and helping the public get educated. I see us as the American Cancer Society for Cannabis. The, the, the message and the mission has got to begin somewhere with those that take it to heart. Uh, we're 100% volunteer-based. We have been for six years. And um, we find that this fuels us every day to get this message out. And I feel so accomplished by the Chicago Cannabis Conference in the manner in which we were perceived. So I've said a lot here. I'll, I'll take a breath and let you talk, Terry. <laughs> Thanks, Heidi. So let's pick up with the Chicago Cannabis Conference. Your conference held panels like the medical panel, political and regulatory panel, advocacy panel, and pediatric panel. Why were all of these necessary and helpful in moving the conversation forward? Well, everyone, every panel has its purpose and understanding, and so we wanted to define those and break those apart, beginning with where the state was, uh, regulatory and uh, some of the legals that's still in the process. So some people, when they hear that it was uh, became legal in Illinois in 2014, they think that it's become legal to use it. Well, it's not. It, patients won't have access, they're saying, until sometime in 2015. So with that, you, you need to bring that message to the public to, so that they can understand that this, yes, it, it was passed. We are in the regulatory process. This is where we're at. This is where we're going. These are some of the things we're implementing. To continue to have, I hope, public meetings through the process is very important. Um, and to listen to those that have been in the trenches, uh, like my compassion for the last six years, who truly understand what all this means. Because it's new. When we, when we went into Illinois uh, several months back, it was like going back to Michigan six years ago. So it was so pertinent to bring this information to them so that they could understand they can stay legal, that they're not being arrested for mistakes and misunderstanding. So that began the regulatory legal panel. Then we wanted to bring out what patients were experiencing. Um, you know, what, you heard it, what, what uh, chronic pain, cancer, pediatrics, uh, epilepsy, what for themselves to speak, because no one knows better than them what's happening to their bodies. So that was very important. For the physicians to come out and talk is is what they've learned so far with what they've been allowed to, to, to do in research and understanding. And to hear them talk about that. And uh, so breaking this up into segments so the public can understand it and digest it and the meaning of it. And the business. The business, you know, the, it, it is a very important part and I know that many of the states, you know, we're about medical. We're not about industry building and influencing legislation or corporate. But we do keep an eye on what's happening and where it's going and how it's going to form and possibly come out. So having everyone understand that the industry in itself will be job creation is critical. It's so critical, one of the most important parts because we see a lot of poor people, so, and we see a lot of sick people. 
So these things we brought together for everyone to have a good understanding of the overall, from the very conception of it to, you know, the end result. I mean, we haven't quite even been able to show that yet. And before we go to break, Heidi, what do you see as the next great hurdles that must be overcome? Do you think it's pediatric issues, big agra, states' rights? You know, pediatrics is accepted much more than people think. When you see a child that's dying and you've been told that this child has two weeks, like the mom said, jail is the last thing you're going to think of. (laughs) You're going to think of how and is there any hope that I don't know about, and you'll search and you'll look for that. And some of these parents have come across this, and yes, CPS has looked into it. They're going to. It's just a whole transition, and it's about education and, and, and having them understand it. But the fact that these moms were, to, were able to come out in Chicago and speak at Navy Pier that day with their children is such a great advancement, and I thank uh, the state of Illinois for allowing us that opportunity. Great, and uh, we're going to be talking with Mom Talia Michelle when we come back from break here at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. But don't move from your radio and don't move from your state. You can get CBD oil shipped right to your door. Hemp Meds PX CBD-rich hemp oil is available in all 50 states and over 40 countries. I'm going to give you the June 20% off Hemp Meds discount code exclusive to this radio program. The 20% discount code is A1RADIO6. That's A, numeral 1, radio, numeral 6. It will be updated each month, so if you're listening to this archive in July, please check a current July show for the discount code, and please visit www.hempmedspx.com. We'll be right back with Talia Michelle and Heidi Parikh. Thank you. Hormones, honey. Every week, this groundbreaking radio show brings you insight about hormone fluctuations, addressing the core biological issues that cause mood disorders, and offers a general support center for women everywhere at any stage in their lives. Host Leslie Carol Botha has the passion and drive to help you make informed decisions about your well-being and reclaim your life. Holy Hormones, Honey, sponsored by True Hope Incorporated, the leaders in brain health, is broadcast live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you had your CBD today? CBD, or cannabidiol, is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. Hemp Meds is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil, because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. Hemp Meds offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. And CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars, grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with Hemp Meds are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from Hemp Meds. The only question we have for you is, have you had your CBD today? 
Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Heidi Parikh of My Compassion and Talia Michelle of Mama. And before the break, we were speaking with Heidi and Talia. She was talking about the moms and the heart of uh, the matter. You're the co-founder and co-director of Mama, Mothers Advocating Medical Marijuana for Autism. And I understand that Mama is composed of parents of children with autism who are interested in legally pursuing medicinal cannabis as a safe, effective, and therapeutic treatment option for their chronically ill children. Uh, I understand that you're advocating for the legalization of therapeutic cannabis to educate the churches, politicians, and electorate about the many benefits and to give help and hope to Texans interested in medicinal applications. So, Talia, can you please tell us some of what you know of the history of medicinal cannabis, its uses, effectiveness, and its historical suppression? Absolutely. First of all, thanks for having me on, Terry. And I'm so excited to be on air with you and Heidi. She is such an inspiration and a role model. She's been doing this for so long, six years, and here we are barely three months into this. And to um, be able to use her and hear her tap into her as a resource, it's just such a tremendous honor. Um, So, yes, we are... A very young organization, I became aware of medicinal cannabis with the um, popularity of the Sanjay Gupta documentary, Weed, with uh, Charlotte Figgy's story, as many people may or may not be aware of, cannabidiol, CBD oil, stopping her seizure activity, going from 300 seizures a week down to three, and found that intriguing, but when I started hearing the stories out of California in Colorado of children with autism, gaining focus, speech, um, the, the um, stopping of maladaptive behaviors and aggression, I really started looking into it, and what I found surprised me. I didn't think it was, it didn't occur to me that it would be a useful intervention for autism, and um, my heart is so moved for these children and I started talking to parents with kids who have cancer, MS, Tourette. The entire special needs community right now is very much um, becoming more and more aware of the many therapeutic purposes that the cannabis plant can have and there are a number of cannabinoids. THC is only one and it's the only psychoactive one, but there are many other medicinal medicinal properties outside of just the THC. So being in Texas, um, I felt moved to start advocating towards legalization and towards raising awareness and education. And what I have found (laughs) is that the greatest Goliath here for us is fear, and ignorance. Once people become educated and they're no longer afraid 
of the cannabis plant, minds start to open and hearts start to open. Things like people are much more open-minded to it when they are aware that we're not just talking about smoking a joint for nausea and pain anymore, that there's actual healing and curative properties to the plant. And we're just scratching the tip of the iceberg here. Um, the cannabis, cannabis plant has been used for medicinal purpose for centuries. And it wasn't until 1937 with prohibition that the plant became demonized and thought of as something horrible and you, know, you can't let people have access to it. And so now we're fighting not centuries, excuse me, decades of this kind of propaganda against the plant. And that's kind of what we're up against here. I was at the Republican State Convention here in Texas a couple weekends ago, and I tried to talk to the most conservative, anti-medical marijuana you know, most the, the tea partiers, the people that everyone said, no, there's no way that person will change their mind. I sought out those delegates, those legislators, and had conversations with them about Gervais syndrome and cannabidiol. And every one of them I spoke to all said the same thing, which was, wow, I didn't know that. I need to do more research. And for me, that's a win and it's success. If we can simply get people to say, oh, there's more to this than I thought, I need to learn more, then we've won. Because once they do educate themselves, once they do realize what it is we're talking about and that this plant actually can save lives, that's when hearts and minds open. I read an article online, uh, Talia, about a, a woman, a mom, who's Republican and she has an adult son who had a previous in, grievous injury who's mm. actually using this, and I believe that she was down at that convention, at the Texas GOP convention. Yes, her name is Ann Lee. She's 84 years old. She is an old-school, Goldwater, dyed red Republican from, you know, way back. And she's been going to that state convention uh, longer than I am old. Um, And I'll be 44 next month. So she's been at this a very long time. And her son had an injury he was in an accident in the early 90s and has um, spasm, spasmodic activity, and found that cannabis helped him. And he came to his parents, these you know, very conservative Texas red Republican parents, you know, Bible Belt, just very traditional parents, and said, you know, I want to use this medicine. And Ann Lee's testimony is that she prayed and prayed and prayed about it, but in the end they supported him. He moved to California so he could have access, and he started Amsterdam University. A lot of people are familiar with it. It's one of the first sort of cannabis education university-type organizations, and it's still, I think it's still in existence. And Anne has been fighting for medical marijuana since the mid-'90s, and she helped start an organization called Republicans Against Marijuana Prohibition, RAMP, they have been very supportive of our work with Mama, and they invited us to the state convention. We managed for 24 hours to get medicinal marijuana on the party platform as a plank. It passed through temporary committee. It was shut down in permanent committee, and 
uh, was brought up again in General Assembly in a minority report where it was voted out again, but we all felt just so excited and thrilled about the entire weekend because it did cause a lot of controversy and debate, and there were a good number of people supporting us. Um, They did not, I think the mistake there was not focusing on life-threatening epilepsy and cannabidiol. Everybody there thought we were still talking about smoking for nausea and pain. So again, I think there, the only hurdle was education. So I believe in two years we will have a good shot and having that on the party platform as a plank. Well, first of all, uh, Talia, I find it hard to believe that you're 44. Have you been using CBD? <laughs> you don't have to I answer have. that. We'll just leave it with I find it hard to believe you're 44. Why is Texas so important? Is, is it a pivotal state, Talia, Heidi? Is, why is it so important? Well, I'll let I will, Talia uh, answer that. Yeah. I'm sorry? I'll let you answer that because that's where you're from. Thanks, Heidi. I believe Texas is pivotal. I believe Texas is instrumental. The reason being, well, it is Texas. And, um, you know, I, I hear this a lot. People say, well, Texas will be last. I think if Texas flips for medicinal sooner than later, it will help so many other states follow suit. I also believe that when the feds do lift the ban, which is inevitable. Eventually, the federal ban will have to be lifted. There's just no way that it, they can continue to keep it as a Schedule One um, narcotic with all the research coming out with medicinal. And when that happens, when the feds lift the ban, we know that Monsanto has a, um, a patent for GMO cannabis. The FDA will swoop in and, and want to regulate it. And I see this Possibly, one scenario is that it could become something that's owned by Merck, Monsanto, Big Pharma, Big Ag, and the state lose sovereignty and lose their rights to regulate it within the state. Personally, I don't want to see that happen. I am a conservative, and I like the idea of my state being able to regulate it, my state being able to grow it, my state me being able to advocate for what I want within my state. So that's important to me, and Texas is that sort of freedom fighter state that will um, stand on the Tenth Amendment around this issue. So, one, for me, this is all hypothetical, of course, and um, me sort of thinking out loud about possible scenarios, but um, I would like to see Texas split force medical marijuana in 2015 before the ban is lifted. I agree with you, Talia, that we need to be watchful as advocates. We don't want to take the sincere efforts of advocates who want to provide this efficacious option to those who um, so much uh, need it and have uh, our sincere efforts go to schlock. So before we take a break, uh, Heidi, how many states will My Compassion be having activity in? Well, quite a few have invited us out. Um, our first was San Diego, but that's a, a long ways to go. So we uh, are working with uh, in states that are within our distance as we're volunteer-based, and we are uh, working with Illinois right now, and uh, we are heading out to Ohio next week. And I, uh, you know, 
we want to do everything right and we want to bring the information as it was brought here and maintain the integrity in each state. And that takes some time. So to say exactly how many, I can tell you there are a dozen that are very interested in developing My Compassion branches in their state. It's the manpower. Um, that's where donations come, come into play and are very helpful um, with our 501c3. And that was another thing that we looked at is it's a way for a corporate America to donate um, and get a tax deduction on that as we're a 501c3. And so many of those things come in helpful in our expansion. So we'll expand as we're, you know, allowed um, with the manpower, the volunteers that we have, um, and with the donations. So, Heidi, when are you coming to Texas? Oh, I'd love to be there. <laughs> I'd love to have us everywhere. And I'd be happy to help in any way. Um, we're really uh, forming this summer here in um, Michigan to be able to help get us out into the other states. So with that, um, you know, it's every state is pivotal. Um, that question you asked me, I agree with you. Um, Texas is such an important state. Ohio is in a very important state, and oh. people just need to get involved. The perception is key, and I think that um, we all brought that perception. If we have a minute to just tell you, the, uh, we had two Chicago, off-duty Chicago police officers at the conference, and I asked both of them. The first I asked, and he said, I have to tell you, you amazed us, you surprised me. You've done a wonderful job here in what you've brought. And I uh, completely look at this in a different manner than what I thought I was going to see. And we had talked some time, and he was so uh, delighted that we brought the presence of cannabis in the way we did. The other um, officer was by the meeting rooms where he heard everyone speak for four or more hours and at the end said he's a father of four, and after listening to all of this, that he sees medical cannabis in a completely different way. This information will go back to the Chicago Police Department along with all of the other information that they've maintained from that weekend and bring cannabis into a positive light. And the key is education and reducing the fear so we can begin to talk about it. And it needs to be throughout our country because... Someone in Michigan who's a cancer patient shouldn't be a criminal in Illinois if they come over there to visit. So we really need to get on key, all of us, all of our states, so that we can move in a positive manner accordingly and we're not having people arrested. Wow. Very very cool. Uh, Yes, absolutely. And very cool about the police officer. Yes, Uh, (laughs) it was. Well done. Good job. Well, yeah, every state is pivotal because every person is pivotal. Yes. So we're going to take a short break here at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Come back with Heidi and Talia. Don't move from your radio and don't move from your state. You can get CBD oil shipped right to your door. Hemp Meds PX CBD Rich Hemp Oil is available in all 50 states and over 40 countries. The 20% discount code in June is A1. Radio 6. It will be updated each month. Please visit www.hempmedspx.com. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. 
Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you had your CBD today? CBD, or cannabidiol, is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. Hemp Meds is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. Hemp Meds offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. And CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars, grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with Hemp Meds are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from Hemp Meds. The only question we have for you is... Have you had your CBD today? If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Talia Michelle, the co-founder and co-director of Texas Nonprofit Mama, Mothers Advocating Medical Marijuana for Autism, and Heidi Parikh, who is the president and founder of the nonprofit organization My Compassion. And there was some interesting conversation during the break. Uh, let me address this first to Talia and have Heidi jump in. Talia, what medical conditions do you think are appropriate for medicinal cannabis use, and how is the intersection with the autism arena in which you'd been advocating for years, such as with the Thinking Moms Revolution. Why is autism so important to Talia and Heidi here? Well, as far as what conditions are appropriate for medicinal cannabis, I think we're just beginning to learn. I mean, we're just finding out that there's potentially neuroregenerative properties. There's certainly neuroprotective properties in some of the cannabinoids. And so we're just... Scratching the tip of the iceberg, we know patients um, with cancer, AIDS, um, epilepsy, uh, you know, PTSD, there's a number of them that we already have some research on, and we know that it, anecdotally that it's helping a vast majority of them. Um, autism is interesting because it is not a qualifying condition in any state. I think we have 25 or 26 states now that are legal. Heidi can probably give a more factual number. But in none of the states is autism a qualifying condition. And that's one of the missions that we have 
for Texas with MAMA is to see autism as a qualifying condition. At Autism One, Dr. Bradstreet and Dr. Hicks both gave excellent presentations about how cannabidiol um, can help with autism and can help with that brain function. A lot of the kids, the aggression goes away. They gain language. Obviously, seizure activity um, dissipates tremendously. A lot of the maladaptive behaviors go away. Some of the kids can focus better. Now that we've got doctors starting to talk about it, we're going to start pushing to see autism as a qualifying condition. What's happening is we're getting contacted now by people in Utah, in Maryland, in Maine, in some of the legal states or people that are pushing for legality, and they want to know how can we focus on getting autism under the umbrella as a qualifying condition. Heidi, did you want to comment on that? Sure. Well, I actually was at the hearing um, for them to determine to add autism here to the conditions in Michigan, and the physicians really rejected it, and it was because of the pediatrics, the children's situation that autism is mostly related to. And they, there was an oncologist on, on that uh, committee, and all of them shunned the idea because of the children. Now, they haven't even really heard about cancer in cannabis. We've seen it on TV, epilepsy. Um, we haven't seen talk about autism. There were parents here whose children were patients, if I'm not mistaken, and they were afraid to come out on behalf of autism because it wasn't a condition and they didn't want CPS to get involved and feel like they were treating their children for that. So it was quite difficult to, you know, once again, education, reducing the fear, having them see how it helps with seizures. If you Google, just Google, if, if, if everyone could Google, you know, autism in cannabis, you'll see some in-life videos of the impact and the effect of it. So that's where you can have, that's where most of us have to get our information. Um, do research. On My Compassion's website, we've got a lot of links to research that people don't even know exist. Um, we have a lot of hospitals and universities, different um, places come on our website to get these links to research that's been done and current research that's happening right now. So get involved, know the research, don't be afraid. Um, it's time we start to talk about cannabis. It's in our country. It's in two states recreationally. We need to educate the public, whether you agree with it or not. It's key that we educate I think the public on something we've not been able to discuss without arrest or prosecution for the last, what, 50 or more years. So it's time we talk. I think it's so interesting that the fear was around, oh, it's pediatric, it's kids, when in fact it's kids that are leading the charge in so many states for legalization, it's pediatric epilepsy that has really opened that door. I think tell you, it's so ironic. It's the face of the moms. When you put a mother in front of cannabis, mm-hmm. it's different than putting a yeah, long-time user of cannabis for recreational use. The face right. makes the impact and the difference. These moms don't want to give their children cannabis. It's the last resort, and well, we need to talk about it. I think in Texas, maybe we all push a little harder because we do have moms here that are in Mama and our, we're organizing the epilepsy crowd too. So Heidi will be. I just want to you. It should be the first resort because it's not bad what they think it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? And juicing and things and things like that. So we need to learn to look at this as one of the main sources. 
Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt well, I'll you. Tell you what, no, my compassion comes to Texas to help us, and then Mama will go to Michigan to help. The <laughs> there you go. Problems. All right. <laughs> well, that's what all this new technology is for, right? That's right. Okay. Well, well it's been part, a pleasure. Part of the problem that there has been for quote unquote autism for a long time is that autism, the word, is a diagnostic label that doesn't really inform you about what is going on physiologically in the body. And so if we look at inflammatory mechanisms, if we look at immune system dysfunction, then we can see why something like cannabidiol, CBD, would be helpful. But we've got this diagnostic label of autism that isn't really saying what we are using this right. wonderful option for. And Talia is correct that there, there is science. The latest study that came out, which we highlighted uh, in Chicago at the Autism One Conference in May, uh, where uh, Heidi, where My Compassion, where Talia and Mama were also, is the in vitro GC-MAF effects on endocannabinoid system transcriptonomics, receptor formation, and cell activity of autism-derived macrophages from, uh, as Talia mentioned, Dr. Bradstreet and his colleagues, and that was published in the Journal of Neuroinflammation. There is much science out there, and uh, we do need to look to that. Uh, but, Terry, as you know, from your work in the autism community and seeing the fight with, you know, environmental toxins and vaccines, et cetera, when it comes to legislation, you can have centuries worth of research, but if you don't have those constituents pushing and the testimony, and like Heidi was saying, those moms, those faces, those, those legislators, they want the science, sure, but what they need to make it happen and push over is people emailing and writing letters and making noise. And if that's not coming out from the parents, they, they will yawn and go back to sleep. Right. Touche. Well said. And right. uh, we, we will pick parents up. Parents and the patients really need to speak up. And yes. That's where the heart is. Yeah. That's what we need. We need heart in this issue. Well, there's a lot of it here on, on this call today, I think. <laughs> it's yes. in our logo. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. All right. We will be right back here at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Don't move from your radio. Don't move from your state. You can get CBD oil shipped right to your door. Hemp Meds PX CBD Rich Hemp Oil is available in all 50 states and over 40 countries. The June 20% off Hemp Meds discount code exclusive to this radio program is A1RADIO6. So please visit www.hempmedspx.com. When we come back from break, Robert Scott Bell will join Heidi and Talia right here. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you or someone you love struggle with Alzheimer's disease or some other disorder? Many times, there is not an adequate support forum where you can learn from and discuss topics from top guest experts. Tune in to NeuroMatters, The Brink of Alzheimer's with Dr. Sam Brinkman. Although thought of as a disease that affects only older individuals, increasingly, symptoms are being found in people who are in their 40s and 50s. Get the answers. NeuroMatters airs live Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Have you had your CBD today? CBD, or cannabidiol, is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. Hemp Meds is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. Hemp Meds offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. And CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars, grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with Hemp Meds are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from Hemp Meds. The only question we have for you is, have you had your CBD today? Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Heidi Perique, Talia Michelle, and Robert Scott Bell. Robert, listeners hear you on the Robert Scott Bell Show on Natural News Radio six days a week, and you have a book, Unlock the Power to Heal. How do you feel that what Heidi and Talia have been talking about helps citizens with unlocking their power to heal? Well, you know, this is a concept that it goes to the heart of our culture, which I talked about at the Chicago Cannabis Conference, uh, thanks to our friends at My Compassion. Uh, we've kind of um, subserviated ourselves to an authoritarian uh, concept of living, where we ask permission of those who have little or no knowledge of our needs. Uh, and it, it's really manifested in this way that we're all fighting different battles, whether they be considered political, economic, or otherwise, to simply have access to a plant that uh, God or whatever you call the creator created for us and our benefit to utilize. And now we've got you know loads of children suffering from interventions of a medical uh, 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 monopoly that have necessitated ever more the need to, let's say, reconnect with our roots in botanical medicine, in real nutrition, in things that tend to threaten the power structure, political, economic, or otherwise. So it's a, it's a battle on many levels, and I think the compassionate movement, as we saw in Chicago with Heidi uh, and Mish, is one of the most powerful ways to reframe the debate. And of course, Talia knows firsthand as well that we do need co- the constituents within the political realm and game, but we also need a lot of folks standing up or sitting down, however you want to say it, like Rosa Parks, to say, no, I will not move to the back of the bus, or no, I won't even get on the bus if the bus is toxic and contaminated and can harm me or my children. Uh, so we are in the midst of a, a major evolution or revolution of thought back to, I guess, origination points of recognizing that Health sovereignty is a fundamental freedom endowed to each one of us by that which created us all. I like that concept of health sovereignty, Robert. And how do you feel, how do the three of you feel that your respective efforts have helped each other? Oh, I say, you know, the train goes a lot faster when you have more on the, on the what is it? <laughs> the more of us pushing in the direction, the positive direction, and educating the public in every aspect, 
every one of us here today plays a key part, a key role in all of this. It can't you know, be done I alone. I very much in energy and energetics and, and, and like Heidi was saying, the fuel of all these people coming together and the energy and the momentum that's being created around this. There's a lot of fear around that plant and it's decades worth of propaganda that have created that fear. But there's so many people that are coming into this work and into this activism for the plant that are being driven by love. And as a conservative Christian, my Bible says, perfect love casts out fear. And I, I just, I feel that from the moms, from the parents, from the advocates, from the activists, that there is an energy that I can only call love, and that's what we're advocating for. And that's what we're doing is we're educating and casting out the fear. And so everybody that's in this, everybody that's moving towards this, everybody that's advocating for it, all of that, I think, is, is helping, and we're helping each other, and we're all doing this together. Even if we are in different states, even if we've never met each other, we're being fueled by the same momentum. And, and not to interrupt if Robert was going to talk, but there's one thing to, that we look at, and we've looked at along the way. There's never been really any opposition. When we, go, when we would go into um, public meetings into all of the different states, and, or not the states, the cities here, there was no opposition to, to cannabis and, and anything moving forward. When we put our first billboard up, there was no opposition, no call from the public saying, take that down. When we went into any location, no call was ever made. We were always welcomed and said, thank you. You're the best crowd that we've ever worked with. At Navy Pier, there was no call of opposition, and there were 10 billboards for three weeks. So I don't believe there's the opposition. I believe there's the fear. And if, if we can take a look at there is not major opposition out there against cannabis and what we're talking about and educating about, it's what we need to change is the ability for people to be comfortable to now talk about it because they've been suppressed from that. So the, if there was fear, I think we'd be seeing a lot of opposition. <laughs> I think we'd well, be getting a lot of phone calls, and we don't get climate, any negative phone climate. calls. But the climate in Texas is a little different. We saw lots of opposition at that Did you? Okay. Convention. Oh, tons. But, again, it was ignorance because, and they were afraid because they did not understand what we were talking about. They still thought we were talking about smoking for nausea and pain. Once I had one-on-one conversations and explained what was happening, you know, and what the climate is like now, what medical marijuana means now, what's happening with these children, how it's saving lives, well, yes, oh, I need to learn more. See, I agree with you because Illinois was like six years back, the fear to talk about it. So being in a state that's been, you know, approved for six years, it's it's much different. So I I agree, the fear, but then there's not a lot of opposition um, we've seen or faced. I will say that. I think once people are educated or they even have a clue about what it is we're really talking about, I think you're absolutely right. Yes. Robert, let's zero in on industrial-grade CBD-rich hemp oil for a moment, um, how do you feel about uh, the advantages of the supplemental food item insofar as addressing the body and its ease of availability? Well, the, you know, working as a homeopath as I have for 24-plus uh, years now and addressing deficiencies also from a nutritional perspective, 
the, perhaps the most shocking thing over the last few years is, is learning of this system called the endocannabinoid system that has been uh, overlooked or completely neglected or suppressed because of our uh, induced fear, if you will, of a plant that was demonized for specific reasons that had nothing to do with healing or not healing, but purely economics uh, primarily uh, as far as that goes. Now, having access to this plant, particularly in, in the, the cannabinoid that's known as CBD, allows for a comfortable access for a culture that fears certain cannabinoids, particularly THC, because of psychoactive interactions, and that you can introduce this concept as a nutritional, uh, a valuable nutritional addition or something that is designed, we are designed to ingest on an ongoing basis, but that will not alter necessarily uh, the mind from a, a psychoactive tripping perspective that, again, many people have a great fear of. And making it available in a clean way, in a way that uh, we can access comfortably because there are a lot of botanicals that have been contaminated around the world because of environmental degradation or because of purposeful use of pesticides or uh, contaminated soils with heavy metals, to find out that there is an industrial uh, grade of hemp that is clean in this way that we can safely ingest for all of the reasons that the scientists now are, are providing us understanding of why this is important. It brings back an ability to do something that we've been decades of uh, having abandoned. And, you know, for me, it's not just uh, knowing that it exists. It's knowing that we have access to a form that is safe to consume on an ongoing basis for those so desperately in need. So for me, it's been a, a wonderful and profound and powerful addition to the things that I've done in the Healing Works uh, uh, to help people get well in areas where sometimes it's been stubborn, the response, where we know we could be doing better. And this is that missing element in many cases for people that are desperately in need, whether it be in the seizure activity perspective, whether it be for brain and neurological functioning, whether it be for gut health. Uh, uh, there's so many aspects of this that we're learning and integrating and seeing these results firsthand and within my own family, much less those that I've, uh, that reach out to me for help is, uh, you know, it's very heartening, heartening, and Dahlia mentioned a mission of, of love, and it very much is a mission of love, and as Heidi says, a mission of compassion. And so we continue to work toward reaching our respective audiences, whether they be in the churches, the synagogues, the mosques, wherever they are, or whether they be in medicine and science. Uh, the mission of love is out there. We've just got to tap into where we have expertise and we have influence, and we're seeing a sea change happen very rapidly now. Thank you, Robert. Very well put. Talia and Heidi, we have only a couple more seconds. Any closing words? I just want to thank Thinking Moms Revolution for supporting Mama. Um, we using Team TMR, the nonprofit, as our fiscal sponsor, and um, those women have been instrumental in, in helping us. And Heidi? Uh, again, I want to thank everyone, Robert, Terry, Talia, um, Autism One, uh, your sponsor, Hemp Meds, I agree. We need to, um, you know, we see cannabis and we see the patients at the after the fact. Hemp is such a great nutritional supplement to avoid a lot of our problems. So, um, you know, I think we really even need to, to look um, more at that. But thank you, everyone, and uh, it's been a great hour. Thank you to all of you, Heidi, Talia, and Robert. Thank you for being with us today to talk about My Compassion, which can be found at mycompassion.org, Mama, which can be found at 
texasmama.org and the Robert Scott Bell Show at robertscottbell.com and naturalnewsradio.com. Thank you very much to this show's sponsor, Hemp Meds PX. My guest next week is Leslie Bassa, host of the Voice America Radio Show, Holy Hormones, Honey. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit AutismOne.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.